Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Pelican, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, available on iTunes, on Audio Boom, on Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Excited to be with you all here on this Monday. The Pelicans held their open practice on Saturday and had an amazing turnout. We're going to break that all down for you in today's edition of the podcast. Who stood out from there? Who needed to stand out? Did we notice anything in the rotations, the lineups, what have you? It's tough to kind of glean a lot from an open practice where the team is scrimmaging against themselves and mixing it up over three scrimmages with different lineups and then people getting injured or not being there. You know, there's it, it's tough to take a lot of, uh, away from it, but there are certain things we can see, certain trends that might be developing that we can get some insight from. And I want to talk about those today. Um, and then tomorrow on the podcast, by the way, will be the preview for the first real preseason game at home against the Chicago Bulls. I'm excited to get into the Smoothie King Center. I hope you all are as well. And frankly, there were a lot of people on Saturday who are definitely also excited. So we're going to talk about all that and more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans, brought to you by SeatGeek. So before I dive into any of the play on the court, the lineups used, the performance of some of the guys, kudos to you, New Orleans, for coming out to an open practice and supporting your team on a really gorgeous Saturday that was like mid-80s and you could have gone out and done anything. You guys packed the Smoothie King Center for these scrimmages, this fun event that the Pelicans put on every year, and as I've been covering this team for seven or so years now, this was by far the most successful open practice that I've seen. You know, it was uh, announced as the Pelicans revised up their attendance uh, estimation from 5,000 to 65 500 people showed up and made a lot of noise like at times you would have thought this was a regular season game basically the entire lower bowl was packed it was tremendous to see you could see the Pelicans players were excited by all of it Alvin Gentry commented on it Chuck Diallo who had a game-winning bucket in one of the three scrimmages commented on it and it was just a great overall thing it shows that the expectations for this franchise are sky high right now they have high expectations themselves but fans are ready for this Maybe it's the slow start to the Saints season, uh, only being 2-2, two and two, finally getting back to 2-2, two and two, which you would have to say through four games is actually pretty good for them. Besides the point, we're not a Saints podcast. Uh, but sounds like New Orleans really wants to support this team this year, and they've bought in you know, to boogie in the brow and the high expectations that these two bigs in the front court have to carry this team maybe to playoff contention. So like I said, good on you, New Orleans, for getting out on a Saturday and checking out the team And certainly, it was a really good time. 
Switching to on court and what we saw out of the scrimmage, and as I said in the beginning, it, it's tough to take away a lot from this because, again, this team is scrimmaging itself. They're kind of starters versus backups in the first scrimmage, and frankly, they're going to kill them. We already know that that's how this is going to go. The starters better kill the backups, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and basically, I think the final score of the first one was like 32 to 15, something like that. Basically, it's like a 15-point win. And you saw the starters of Anthony Davis, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Holiday, Rondo, and then in that fifth starter role, the one we've all been wondering about was Etwan Moore. And frankly, that also could be because, one, they want to run him there, or Dante Cunningham was out with a hip injury, just more as a precaution, didn't need him to play and just wanted to get him a little bit of rest. So you've got to wonder if this is actually the starting lineup they're going to go with. But overall, like I said, it's tough to take things away because you don't know quite what we're seeing, if this is just kind of for show and what have you. But there were some good things overall. You know, Cousins hit five threes over the course of the scrimmages and everything. Um, had 23 points total, I believe. All of these stats are unofficial. There's not like these are being kept or anything like that here. But frankly, it shows. I, I know people, especially a lot of the Sacramento guys, really want Cousins to play closer towards the basket and don't want him taking threes. The dude's a good three-point shooter. So it's just kind of that simple. And for these two bigs to coexist and to space the court for each other and have the court spaced in general, at times they're going to need to stretch out to the perimeter. You don't want Cousins hanging out on the perimeter being lazy. But if he's out there to take a designed three-point shot or he takes one in transition, that's where it's okay. There's a difference there. You know, if he's being lazy on the court, which we have seen from him when he just hangs out and isn't really involved and you play four on five on offense, that doesn't do you any good. But frankly, using his three-point shooting ability to create space for Davis and to keep opponents guessing and on edge um, and on their heels defensively, that's a very good thing. And we've seen it from him. 23 points, five threes. That is great. Anthony Davis also showed kind of a renewed interest in the three-point shot. You know, he's shown off a penchant for trying to stretch out his shooting from there, and he's had mixed results and more or less kind of abandoned it last season, especially when the Pelicans were going with a small ball lineup and he was playing closer to the basket. Um, and it was less of like the, the pull-up jumper, you know, pick-and-pop game that he's been known for so far with, uh, with everything. But he did hit two threes and is showing a better touch on that. So maybe there's been a renewed focus there. And again, there's times when these bigs need to space the court for each other. It allows for an incredibly, incredibly effective high-low game that they're able to play. And if Davis can hit some threes, that just makes this offense a little bit more dynamic. And again, you just don't want him falling in love with it. Cousins is different because I think we've seen he's a much more consistent and just better overall three-point shooter. Um, so from the bigs, though, overall, they looked exactly like what you'd expect. It seems like they're in midseason form, especially because Davis hurts his shoulder and comes out of the game for a little bit and then basically just didn't really go back in and play because, again, it's a preseason. Pre it's not even preseason. It's, you know, it's, it's frankly just... A, there is a scrimmage. I can get my catch up on my thoughts here. And he doesn't need to be out there, so no one really cares overall uh, that he missed things. But again, last thing we want to see is him getting dinged up uh, before the season even begins. Another thing to take away from Cousins, though, is that his slim down physique is actually impacting his game. It's not going to make him faster, stronger, quicker, really. No, that's not changing much. He's already had that. Um, the big thing is, I've talked about it on the podcast, that the team felt last season he was most effective in eight-minute stretches. 
I think now it might be longer than those eight minutes because he's not getting as tired quickly just because he's carrying less weight around. That was pretty evident. Uh, and you could see his kind of activity level was higher even as the game was going on than we would have expected it to uh, be based off what we saw last season. And frankly, that first unit with everything still played really well. There was significantly more off-ball movement from the rest of the team that we saw from Etuan Moore, Rajon Rondo, Drew Holiday. Uh, all of those guys were very active, darting around, looking for cutters. And that leads me to the next guy I want to talk about uh, when it comes to the open practice. But before I talk about that player, though, I'm sure you all have an idea of who it is. I do want to mention that today's edition of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy, and that's with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events, and with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. Two taps. That's how easy it is. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets, particularly last-minute deals. I can be anywhere, Champion Square. I do this all the time. And with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I had friends who actually did it uh, and got their tickets for the London game through SeatGeek. And, you know, it's just designed to make your ticket-buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple sites. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based off value. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. I've made SeatGeek my go-to app for finding the best deals. You should as well. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LONBA. That's promo code LONBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase and get closer to the action that you want to see. Before getting into some of the minor guys, the most encouraging thing we saw from the open practice this past Saturday was Drew Holiday, though. You know, the hope, the reason for signing Rajon Rondo was not necessarily Rondo himself, in my opinion. It was, can he unlock Drew Holiday? Holiday struggled after the trade that brought DeMarcus Cousins here to New Orleans, but started to thrive and re-find his game and bounce back pretty strongly after moving to the two-guard and starting in the backcourt with Tim Frazier. Rondo's better than Frazier. It's that simple. Um, and they hope that maybe he unlocks Holiday. And if that's all it takes and Rondo himself doesn't play well, that's worth it in my opinion. And I think the Pelicans would agree. Holiday finished the day with 18 points and three made threes. That's exactly what you want out of him. He was aggressive. The biggest thing he has is sometimes he's too cerebral and is overthinking games, and it can lead to some poor decision-making, some bad passes at times. And we saw this after the trade where he had a number of high turnover games in the immediate aftermath. Here, he can focus on just getting the ball and driving or cutting, getting the ball and finishing for a layup, or just spot-up shooting and hitting threes, which he showed off again on Saturday that he is capable of doing after kind of having some down seasons with that here in New Orleans. You have to be encouraged. If he can be scoring 18-plus per game while getting a couple of assists and hitting a couple of threes, that's exactly the type of player you need to put alongside DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis to accurately space the court for them because you need that from him because you're not getting spacing from Rondo. And depending on who you're starting at the three spot, you're not getting much spacing from them either. So a lot of that burden does fall on Drew Holiday. 
but you also need him to be aggressive and attack defenses, force rotations and force help defenders over, hopefully leaving one of Davis or Cousins open underneath the rim and taking some of the pressure off of them for an easy dump off and a dunk or something like that. Holiday started to show that off on Saturday. We've got tomorrow to see if it's going to continue on. Hopefully it does, but you have to be very encouraged by what you saw out of the now two guard on Saturday. Some other things and stats of note from the open practice and the different scrimmages they had. Ian Clark hit two threes later on in the scrimmage. You know, his role still is kind of yet to be determined from what we've been trying to gather from the Pelicans. But he needs to hit threes. It's kind of that simple with him. You know, the whole team got off to a slow start shooting from deep, but eventually kind of rounded into form. I think my unofficial count was 10 or 11 guys hit threes. For this team, which is a nice thing to see. If they can get some sort of consistent shooting, whether it's by, you know, committee or what have you from one guy, it would be ideal. Uh, this team can go a long way and make the playoffs. I just recorded the uh, Locked On NBA channel's Pelican season preview, and one of the big things I said to making the season t- going to try and be a success is you got to get some three-point shooting from people out here. And Ian Clark's one of those guys you need to get it from uh, as well, along with Etwan Moore. Darius Miller, you know, I didn't have much of an eye on him because he was kind of invisible through the practices, and, you know, that's not exactly what you want to see. They're not a surprise for a guy who hasn't played in the NBA in the past two seasons, but early reviews from training camp where he's been aggressive, he's looked really good, and it was just disappointing that we didn't see much of him in the scrimmages thus far on Saturday. Hopefully he's got a chance to shine this coming, well, it's tomorrow now, um, in Tuesday's game against the Chicago Bulls. I wouldn't be shocked if you see him starting potentially just to see what it's like with him getting minutes up there uh, for the Pels because they really hope he can space the court and be aggressive in like a similar mold with just a much bigger uh, Drew Holiday. Two other guys who really impressed this uh, Saturday in the uh, scrimmages are two guys you're not going to see really during this season, and that's the two-way contract guys. Charles Cook put up 14 points, hit two threes, um, in some nice guard reserve guard minutes for the Pelicans. Always a good thing to see. Uh, the other guy who impressed was Jalen Jones, the other two-way deal. Ten points, two threes as well. I really like him for some reason. He's kind of like a stretch four, three-ish type thing. Uh, where he has a nice back-to-the-basket game, can get some fouls as well, while also stretching out to the three-point line and providing some court spacing and some needed three-point shooting. Unfortunately, their time is limited to 45 days each in the NBA, so you're not going to see him much unless some big injuries hit the Pelicans and they need to sign some emergency guys. I think they might be looking at these guys down the line along with Frank Jackson and Cech Diallo and kind of projecting them for that if they work out. But the early returns thus far were definitely optimistic when it came to the two-way contract players. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, first preseason game tomorrow. I am excited about that. I'm going to have a podcast up saying things we are going to be looking for, questions we want answered, because there are certainly a lot of them. Rest of the week, we'll be getting into more season preview stuff, big questions we still need to know, big storylines you need to pay attention to. Going to break it all down for you and more as we get through this week. Uh, Finally starting to hit preseason regular season's like coming right on up we're getting close to about two weeks away this is exciting it's going to be a lot of fun i cannot wait so i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter don't forget like the podcast on facebook follow it on twitter at locked on pals and please leave it a five-star rating on itunes that really helps keep this free for you guys five days a week so thank you all for listening and i'll be back with you all tomorrow 
It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17